Today at the FDGI Directors in Dialogue, Kirsten Sheridan talks about her new film, Dollhouse, in conversation with fellow director, Lenny Abrams. You know, one of the things as directors, I, I don't know about everybody else, but I'm obsessed with method. I'm obsessed with other people's ways of working and how that affects what you, what comes out the other side, because the two things are, it's not some, you don't have some idealized film and you can go about making it in whatever way you want. The way you make a film, as we all know, really affects the film itself. And so I'm really intrigued having watched Dollhouse and being affected by it, but also recognizing its particular kind of energy mm. to just, I suppose, to, to tease that out with Kirsten and then open it up to everybody who's bound to have a lot of questions. Yeah, I kind of gave a little bit in the intro just about how he did it, but and the reasons why. But I guess they were very personal reasons for me. Just, I was just saying earlier, having done um, Disco Pigs, I didn't write. And August Rush was an American film, and it was 30 million or something. And it was cast with a few people even before I got there. So, you know, it was a really delicate line walking between it was the producer's baby and how do I make it my own and still keep that respect there for him and his story and mm -hmm. but yet have your own vision so that was pretty a tough line in some ways um to walk I found and then just having spent two years trying to finance a number of films at the two million range oh, yeah. and I think I flew to Berlin one day with the with the producer and kind of had had spent the money and and the effort to get there and went in for one meeting and it was just so disastrous I just thought it's just so it was just so disheartening that I just thought give me a camera give me six actors leave me alone give me a hundred grand if that's all I get you know I don't care give me nothing if I don't get anything I'll still get my actors and I'll get in a, in a room and and shoot it so it kind of came out of that and and not wanting to have the same control that I had on the previous films wanting to kind of let go of control to some degree but still within a structure so it was all about the casting really and finding the group instead of finding five individuals finding you know, people who bounce off each other and, and then uh, finding the one who comes in then at the halfway through <laughs> and, and messes it all up. And, and did you, so, okay, so did you, when you said about finding the group, like what came first? Did you think, okay, I'm going to, did the characters pre-exist or did you extract those from the actors that you just started to find interesting? Yeah, no, it was really strange. In some cases, the characters existed. In Shane's case, the, the guy with the yellow T-shirt who's the quietest, I wrote the part for him after seeing him in Kisses. You know, he was, his character was called Shane. That was done and dusted. Um, in the rest of them, it was, it was just a really strange way of working because I wrote 15 pages of what I thought these characters were and mm -hmm. I had these, these people in my head, you know, from... from either from earlier in my life or even based on older actors. You know, I, I was thinking I would absolutely cast Aina McLean in this role. So I wrote Aina is, is right, the character's okay. name, you know, but, you know, Aina's not 18. So, so there was all of these different preconceived ideas that I had. And then in the weirdest way, the actors themselves actually brought that to the table, like independently of me telling them. So it was a really kind of weird subconscious process. And it says that you found the actors bringing things that you had... Yeah, yes, that's very interesting. Yeah, like I mean, the first time I met Johnny, who who plays the shaved head guy, he had um, he 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 brought you know I, instead of auditioning people, I would just go for lunch with them and ask them loads of mad questions and and.
and then I interviewed them for like an hour and you know they could answer in character or they could answer as themselves and, and what do they know questions. of character at that point or did Nothing. they? Nothing. They okay. just knew it was a story about five people breaking into a house and okay. in Jack's case I think he thought that was that was the story too you know or maybe he thought that he, he, did you know that you were going to break it, be the guy originally yeah, you didn't know you were, were going to be yeah yeah so um so they didn't know much but but Johnny would say, you know, oh, I think this has happened in my character's past. And literally what I had written, it was just weird. And then, you know, the, the five of them without Jack went down to Britta's Bay for a week and, and got drunk. And, and, and I would text them all these mad questions to interview each other at night mm-hmm. with the camera, which is kind of similar to, it was basically very like the film without all the violence and birth. Okay, <laughs> well, as far as you know, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I saw some interesting things on those on the clips. But, uh, but I'd text them kind of crazy personal questions to ask each other that I'd kind of know about them. But, you know, it's a really delicate moral balance because, you know, you, you don't want to cast someone for something that happened in their life directly. But, you know, so it, 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 can, be, it can be tough, yeah, you know? Yeah, to sort of negotiate that with the actor and, and yeah. they have to feel safe about it. And, yeah. And so when you're, you're at that point of you're exploring these ideas with a cast that you've already decided are going to be the, the film how much of the the sort of overarching story like the idea of Jeannie did you know she was pregnant from the beginning yeah um actually it was funny because in the writing of it you know I wrote I wrote a a 15 page treatment and the first draft was about a girl who was three months pregnant and it was quite ethereal and quite kind of in her head and you know she's quite ethereal anyway and 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 in some ways otherworldly or something so I remember we were just in here and, and we, you know, kind of brainstorming it with John and Lance and, and everybody going, what's the fucking film about? You know, the best question you can be asked and pushed and pushed into the kernel of the story. Mm. And I was going, well, it's a very fucking female film. And I guess at the end of the day, it's just about pregnancy. And Lance was like, well, then make it about that. And I had previously said, you know, a couple of months previous, maybe she, sh- you know, what? Well, she can't just give birth on the floor. And then I was like, well, that would be pretty extreme and why not, you know? Yeah, absolutely. When you went, when you, there was a day of starting. Yeah. Which must be, which everybody kind of looks forward to and dreads at the same time. How much of what happened was already in your head and how much, how much occurred in, I mean, what it looks to me like is that you can, I can see like different degrees of Mm. directorial intervention in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see phases where... It's like a wildlife documentary. You're there yeah. watching these people. And then I can see other phases where you're saying, okay, well, now we're going to set something up which is much more structured. Yeah. So how did you negotiate that kind of that yeah. balance? Well, in some ways, it was like directing live TV, you know, because I would have two cameras rolling. I'd have my computer in front of me. That You know, I'd do 10-minute takes. So total free-for-all. You can walk wherever you want. The camera's just going to follow you. I had a documentary cameraman, which mm-hmm. was really helpful. Had all the lights built into the set, so I never I could turn three sixty all the time. So that was, you know, really freeing for the actors, I guess. But, but in some cases, there was maybe three scenes where I had no goal, mm-hmm. and my God, did I pay for that in the edit? Like, it, like the, yeah. the scene is when they're all sitting around the table drinking, and I was just like, let's play drinking games. I just know that Kate's gonna have an asthma attack, and Darren's gonna wreck the table, you mm. know. And that's kind of all I knew. And then I ended up constructing a few moments that the scene is hung on, which is actually between Jack and Shauna, the main mm, girl, mm. where he's looking at her drinking and then he starts banging the table. And, 
she's getting out of it and and they that was literally all constructed in post you know to, to look that way there was no actual intent on the day sure. so that can be tough the fire was another one that there was no intent on the day it was just let's go fucking mad and see yeah, what right. happens you know but most of the kind of improv stuff was done in pre-production in okay. rehearsals where it was just me what sitting saying nothing okay. and letting them just you know i'd say like okay so now let's just say a cat has, has walked into the room what do you what happens right. to the cat and they'd all instantly johnny would know i'm going to start messing with the cat yeah. you know and sean would go i'm going to get upset if they mess with the yeah. cat and you know and, and so i'd kind of foreshadow the pigeon and i'd try and foreshadow little things that they'd remember okay. the cat you know uh, without directly telling them. And then, I mean, because that, that thing, I mean, I'm fascinated with the, with, I mean, this terrifying thing when you're, when you're w- playing a scene without a goal and you're, w- and you're watching it because there's always, you, you always feel that if you just let it go that bit longer that something's going to happen yeah. and the, the kind of, it's such a delicate balance whether to intervene yeah. or not. What interests me is, did you find in the scenes where, where you felt like, okay, because there's no shame in extracting something from the edit. I mean, that's also part yeah, of the yeah, creative yeah, that's process. Part of the process. Yeah, totally. Um, but but in in uh, so w- let's say that you'd done some, you'd done the improv as you say in in rehearsal, and you're taking, and so that now you're gonna, it's the day of that scene. Yeah. Just talk me through it. So how much of how much are the actors involved in knowing really what's going to happen that day? Are are they just you just did the improv and you sort of roughly know where you want to put them, or do they know? I oh, know that's that improv was designed to sort of unearth the core of this scene or how how much how in on it were they if you know what I mean yeah um not too much in on it and like in Shane and Kieran's case that would have really suited them down to the ground mm. you know because they're <clears throat> you know Shane had only been in kisses and doesn't have a huge amount of interest in learning a part and becoming something for someone's for someone yeah right <laughs> it's it's Shane and Shane and that's what you get and and you clear a path for him oh. So in many ways, I think that was my job was to actually clear my clear a path for for them to be, become whatever they were mm. going to become. But in the in the funny thing was when we were shooting it, I I would have used in every instance I think the first take so that they wouldn't know. So they, nobody knew Jack was going to walk in the door. Nobody knew Jeannie was going to say this is my house. And so I used the first take, and I didn't see it on the day, which is really interesting. You know, you kind of think you see stuff in the monitor, and then you go, how did I not see that when you're mm. sitting in the edit room on your own? And I didn't. I kind of thought, God, this was a, this was a lot of work for, you know, not magical moments. Yeah, you right. Know? And then when I got in the edit room, I went, actually, no, there is something, something there. something there, yeah. Yeah, so I used the first half, say when Jeannie comes up the stairs and says, this is my house, the first half of that reaction is totally real. Mm-hmm. It's them you know, kind of half smiling, then the second half is directed. So okay. that's like take seven. Okay. First half is take one. So that kind of seemed to be the way that it... Because it, it, that runs out, you know, the initial shock reaction runs out of steam. And what, what always happened was that the actors would become themselves. They'd become the five of them down in British Bay instead of acting. So like Kate would say, you look lovely in that dress. And I'd be like... <laughs> She'd never say, she'd, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. I'm a bitch, you know. <laughs> That's really interesting because I didn't feel that transition in that one. That felt pretty serious. Right. Um, and so, okay, so the average day was, you, I mean, literally, you're going to turn up and say, well, this is what's happening now. And you start. You know, and it, it, what I'm really interested in is, 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 is from your experiences working in a more kind of traditional way where yeah. you've got your script and you're, you, yeah. you know, everybody, you block it and everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing and you, you're chatting through what the sort of subtext is already yeah. with the actors. 
the difference between working that way and working this way. Um, on the one hand, it's what you, you, what you can achieve is a certain kind of authenticity that's almost mm. impossible to do the other way. Mm. But, but how did you, did you feel yourself also on the other side, the other thing you're wrestling, I mean, films like in my head, it's, you're trying to create these authentic moments which have their own life. And on the other hand, you're imposing mm-hmm. some kind of structural you meaning to, on that. Yeah. So how did you, how did you negotiate that tension? In other words, were, were you taking the material back every night, watching it, thinking what yeah. you had, okay? Yeah, yeah, and, and looking at all the rushes every night and going, did I get that beat? Did I get that emotion enough? Did, you know, you know, one actually I can think of is the scene downstairs when Kate is sniffing glue and then she sits on Jack's lap and, and then the boys start hassling him, she leaves the room and she comes back half naked. That was the scene and I looked at it and thought that's good but I was getting really worried during the production going like you know my cameraman was slagging me going the film is a montage you know and I was going I know I don't have two minute dialogue scenes oh you know and I'm not going to write them Um, Lance and John kept going you got to write that one breakfast club scene like the fire side scene has to become a, a real you know what happened in your past what happened in my past or right. whatever scene and I was going yeah I know I do and I just wouldn't do it I just couldn't bring myself to do it so the scene with Jack and Kieran, we, we shot I looked at it and I went no we need we need I need to give Kieran at least a moment or two because he's he's the clown in the movie yeah and I kind of wanted to give him at least some dialogue chunky scene so we just went in the next day and picked up the kind of you're here for a reason and do you believe in God and all of that improv, yeah. you know? And there was, there was a scene as well, I thought, with um, with Jack and uh, Shauna. Are they sitting on the end of the bed? Yeah. That felt like a very considered scene. Yeah. And was that yeah. something that you'd written or...? Um, do you remember, Jack? Yeah, that was... We pretty much had that. Was that written? There was... There was it was, it was kind of... You were asked... You were, I, I was supposed to say to her, did you take money from your parents? Say to her, are you going to talk? Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember you saying to me something along the lines of trying try and get her talking, try and get, you know, a bit of dialogue out of her, really push her for it, and she's not going to give it to you, and then ask her if, her, if she took money from her parents. Yeah, so, so Shauna wouldn't have known you were going to ask those questions. No. And so I'd say to Shauna, Jack is going to, like, you know, in the second take, um, Shauna kind of knew Jack was going to arrive into the house in the first place because... Um, she went taking photos with him for the mm-hmm. room, but I just said that that was for pre-production. But I kind of squared everything away in my own head. I was going, well, as a character, she would kind of know that if they blare music like mm-hmm. that, her the next door neighbor is going to call in. So I was kind of happy with that. But I would have said to her, no matter what he asks, you don't answer. You know. So okay. they all kind of had little directions before or during the scene. You know. And and, and they're very definite directions like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're not talking. You're not talking psychology. You're talking. This is what you're. You know. Yeah. This is your aim. You yeah. know. This and, and and then you're dropping bombs. So you're dropping yeah, a bomb exactly, that she. Yeah. And and um, how did how did the actors develop across that process? Did did some do? Did some take to it more easily than others? Did anybody rebel against that? Any of any of the people more more used to the sort of traditional way of working? And um, well, Johnny. That's kind of why I cast the group as well. You know, I knew if I had to cast the group with Shane and Kieran and three other actors who were very like Shane and Kieran, you know, who would, you know, n- neither, neither that, well, Kieran had had no training. He was just completely, you know, I think he was in a FOSS office or something and we found him and so it was his first mm. time on set. But, but Kate has been in theatre for years. Johnny actually teaches improv. Okay. Um, so he was totally 
So, so I, re- I would have relied on Johnny to keep things moving mm-hmm. when it got stale. So I definitely had a kind yeah, right. of hierarchy in the group, not in terms of talent, but just in terms of, you know, different people, kind, like almost directing on your behalf in the scene, you know? It's really interesting that Shane, you're saying that Shane is Shane and you don't say, come and do this job for me, Yeah, Shane. yeah. But on the other hand, he's completely different in this than he was in Kisses. Do you think? I yeah. think he is, yeah, I think he is. I think there's something, there's a sort of gentleness in this. And, uh, I mean, I suppose he's older and yeah. he's, you know, at that age, a couple of years or a year and a half or whatever, yeah, makes a major makes a difference. difference yeah. But yeah, it, to me, and Kieran is a sort of revelation. I think he's a great actor. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and, and has a real, has something really amazing about yeah. him. Yeah, and he's a chameleon actually as well. Yeah. That's the interesting thing about Kieran. I think you don't realise, you know, you wouldn't know, think in this film, you know. Um, tell he's me, underused, I think, actually. Would you um, work this way again? Because that's the biggest question. Yeah, definitely, but it, it totally depends on, on the film, you know, I mean, I, I wanted this film to be about teenagers who were lost and would never, you know, unpredictable and shifting sands and what the hell is it all about, and so that made sense to just completely emulate that through the process, mm-hmm. like, you know, just to take the theme literally into the process, whereas if I was doing something about some very disciplined people, you know, I'd probably be unbelievably anal mm-hmm. in terms of how I'd go about it, but... This way just seemed to suit the point of the film, you know. When you started in post, um, did you edit? You edited it yourself. Yeah. Oof. Um, <laughs> how much? Uh, I, I'm terrified about what the answer of this question is going to be. But how much footage did you have? A hundred hours. Oh Jesus! Yeah, it was not pleasant. And fifty of them were me probably running into shot, going because I'd never stop the camera. Okay. You know? So I'd keep on that. Actually, was a nightmare on the red because we lost footage and had a lot of dropped frames and stuff because the takes were so long because I was using drives instead of cards. Oh, that was hard. Um, we had to shoot that food fight scene four times or something. Oh. So yeah, 100 hours. So the fun that you have in, in production, I was just saying that, like I never had fun in production, but in this, I was like, I wonder how so-and-so is going to react. Wow, I wonder, you know, it, it you really paid kept for it, it alive for me. I totally, I, I was in really in hell actually on my own and, but what I did through the whole post process was I showed different versions in here for like yeah. four, you know, six weeks, you know, just to get me through that, that kind of <laughs> total solitary confinement, you know. I mean, did you go back and, because like the, the, you know, one way is just to start checking stuff out and making it more manageable. Because you keep, because obviously you're reworking the film, reinventing it. With material like that, you could... There are a thousand ways to yeah. cut the film. There are a thousand ways to structure it. Yeah. So did you radically, or, or were there radical differences between cuts? No, not at all, actually. Okay. It was actually interesting. The cut was, was where I became my usual completely OCD anal self, you know? I was, you know, I'd have 10 different reactions of Shauna and I'd cut 10 different versions. Really? And watch them in a loop. Like, it was really pulling teeth. Like, there was no, like, I think one is the best, so I'll just use one for the whole thing. It was one seven five one three, you know, or oh. maybe just one, but whatever worked best. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about work, deciding to edit it yourself. What, where was that? I just didn't have the money. <laughs> um, I well, I kind of knew that, you know, you know, saying to someone, "Good luck with that," like, you know, uh, find the story there, and um, you know, I knew that there was moments that I thought would speak a lot more in the cut than they would have even in the rushes, you mm-hmm. know, like even when like Kate takes out the inhaler and you know I knew that like there's certain things that I ha- I wanted to really linger on mm-hmm. that I don't think I could have communicated and then you just think 
you know, the amount of energy it takes you to communicate what you want. You may your, as well do it yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was, I had an assistant editor and I had a lot of people to bounce off, right. you know, throughout the thing, yeah. And the, the other thing I was going to ask, I'm going to open it up to everybody else now, but just that Shauna's character is, is a really complex character and she's very quiet and very kind of internal in the film. How, it's, it's a very interesting choice for, it's, she's kind of central character, but she, and she actually is ultimately the big mover of story. Yeah. Yeah, but but she's very, yeah. very still, very serene, very static yeah. character. Very hard to make scenes where your central character is. Yeah. Was that something you were sort of thought about and, and something that you dealt with as you went through? Yeah. I mean, I definitely wanted it to be a challenge, you know. I didn't want to give her any safety net, really, you know. I didn't want her to, you know, elicit all the empathy and sympathy from, you know saying something happened and this is what happened to me and you know I, I just kind of wanted it to be about what happened that night in the present and never go into the backstory so I mean I honestly don't know if if I would have served it or me or the film or the sales or whatever better doing it another way but I did just want to kind of mm -hmm. try something new but I think for her she had to, yeah she definitely had to carry the whole weight of the film and she had to carry all these secrets around with her because she knew she was pregnant um you know for the whole prep film um so she had she had an awful lot and it's funny actually because a year later we went back and shot a scene in the bathroom and this is the great thing about having a, a, a you know a two-person crew like just me and ross and a camera and shauna in the bathroom and we shot the sequence where she's in the bathroom and she hears a baby and she's mm. going mental and she actually looks a little different because she's a year older and and when she goes under the bath the kind of slightly more surreal stuff because at that po moment in the film I wanted to try and get into her head as much as I could at that mm -hmm. point, you know? But um, I don't know if you ever totally get into her head 100% in the film. I do, I guess, because, you know, I well, would. One thing I thought was really affecting was that, I don't know if it's part of the same stuff that you shot later, but that she goes around this house and you read it you read it two completely different ways. When she arrives, she, she goes, she, she looks at this makeup and things yeah. and... And what you read initially is, is a girl from somewhere else looking at all these lovely things oh, that wish, these other people yeah. have. And then you realize, it, it, very moving, I think, that, that it's this girl looking at her own past and her own childhood and her own family home. And that's really yeah. effective. Yeah. Well, it's funny because that was the first thing I said, we have a house. And then I was going, John was going, you should do, you have to do a film in the house. It's, it's your parents' house, which it is. Mm. <laughs> um, and... I was saying, well, you should do, he wanted to do something and it, it suited that location. He was going, you know, you have to. And I was going, I cannot write something about people from Docky only just because I, I didn't grow up in that world. Yeah. I don't know them well enough. I don't know what I'd write. What am I trying to say? Probably make it a parody or something. I'd probably mm. be really crass or something. Mm. So I just thought, well, it has to be about people breaking into that world, mm. you know? And I don't mind then that the, the girl and, and the boy next door are from that world because I can, I can handle two characters as long as the others are the ones that I'm more comfortable writing or being around or whatever. So it was essentially for me a girl breaking into her own life and yeah. that was the first thing that I was like, that's what the film no, was that's, about, that's you know? Yeah, that worked. That was really strong. just want to open it up to the floor to see if people, what people want to ask Kirsten. So please fire away. I'm interested in uh, Kirsten. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Um, I, in the in the opening process, did you almost fear that it was going to be uh, documentary style, and then by the end of the process, it had turned out to be quite 
stylish, like you said, you mentioned going back and shooting the girl under the water. Mm. Did you develop as a as an artist uh, through this process? Did you did you was it going in really at the raw deep end and you come out with something that you didn't think you would have at the start? Um, yeah, I didn't really know what the look of it would be. Really, you know, it was really necessity the look, you know, more than anything. I mean, someone was saying, if you, you know, I think I was thinking a fish tank and a couple of other films that felt natural but did have a bit of a you know, not just pure kitchen sink, you know. I, I didn't really want it pure kitchen sink in that way. Um, when, did the, when did the music, when did you Oh, that it? was all post, yeah. I had some mad idea that I was going to mix Irish traditional music with Prodigy. <laughs> and uh, that would be my soundtrack. Yeah, I even actually did one for the, for the, for the set. But the, all the music, that was all kind of, it was kind of, the process was a documentary process because, you know, I had a small crew, I had a lot of freedom. I edited, found the story to some degree in the edit and then put all the music in purely in post, you know, so none of that was preconceived. Stuff I would have done before would be like, and that's where I'm going to use the cello rising at that shot, you know. I kind of know much more. Um, but what was your question? <laughs> oh yeah, no, there was a couple of images in it though that I wouldn't even been aware of and that was the great thing about it being a collaborative thing because someone said... You know, we, we were going, uh, you know, what do you do when you're a kid? Well, you make tents. I used to love making tents when I was a kid. And I was like, right, so they'll make a tent. Because I wanted them to do kind of kiddie things as well as mad shit. Um, and uh, then I was like, well, if she's going to give birth, I mean, I've got to tell you, the place she's going to crawl to is that, you know, she's, that's just where she's going to go. And then someone was like, oh, Jesus, it's a manger. And I was like, it's not. Oh, my God, that's what it's going to look like. And then I did that shot at the end and the boys are standing there and she's in there holding the baby. And I was like, that is ridiculous. I didn't even know that that's what it was going to feel like, you know? <laughs> it's a fucking strange subconscious thing. And the weird thing is that when I did all the previews, I don't know how anyone else here felt about it, but, you know, it'd be interesting to see actually after just coming back from the two festivals. But, you know, I originally actually had shots of her where she, you could see she mm -hmm. was pregnant very early on in the film and so most of the audience knew um, and I took them out and the reason I took them out was because the you know the previews I did here everyone was like you know the version I showed where the, the shots were gone they were like a lot of people copped it no one had a problem with it at all mm -hmm. everyone just accepted it they were like oh that makes sense and then I went to Berlin and South by Southwest and I started to go fuck maybe it's an Irish phenomenon yeah right so, like people were like so people who didn't like the film the one thing that they go is the end it's just like unbelievable and that's the one thing like, yeah, right. you know it's the one thing they pick on so maybe it's the one thing they were going to pick on or whatever but I kind of went god how come nobody in Ireland had surely the, the hidden pregnancy baby comes out of nowhere yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. knows that one it's, yeah. it's grand like that's what we do do you not know we hide all our secrets like um, so that's been a bit of a wow you know yeah Um. And how has it how, did, how has it gone down in, in in the two festivals? I think kind of polarized, which I'm kind of I'm not <coughs> upset about in any way. You know, like I've gotten one review that like I was going, Jeez, if I had wrote it myself, I I couldn't have wrote. Yeah. Like I was going, that's mad. And then another one that was like, you know, if I could give this minus stars, it would crash the system, kind of thing. Wow. <laughs> so you kind of go, okay, now sit on the fences then. Um, so yeah, I kind of like that. And actually what I'm planning to do is use some of the bad reviews on the poster. For the right, crack. right. <laughs> you know, hoodie exploitation shocker. Like, oh, really? Excellent. It's all material for the poster. <laughs> Please. Hi, I'm Lucas Walker. Um, 
was the upside down part turned? Did that start as a small thing grow as it went on, or was that yeah. always in your head to? Um, I, I was when I was writing the treatment. I read a short story about a woman who was breaking up with her partner and decided they were having a fight about glue, as you do. And uh, she glued herself to the ceiling when he came home from work, and she just laughed, and he laughed, and I thought that's just genius, you know. So I couldn't glue Shauna to the ceiling at seven months pregnant. So uh, she was originally supposed to do it herself when she was three months pregnant, but then when she, I said, actually, it's going to have to be a mad kind of weird you know, uh, let's all do it together moment in the middle of killing each other, you know. So, okay, so just, I want to ask you just the shooting of that. So how many people did you have? Did, did you have props people? Did you, or did everybody do it for real? How did you set about shooting it so that you could tell the story? You had enough material at different phases of the, yeah, the yeah. action, Yeah, yeah, we just did it and filmed it as we went. Everything is chronological and, you know, they would have, you know, put the stuff in and then the prop guy would have come in and made it safe and okay. keep, keep going, you know, keep great. going to the bed. Yeah, and then, but then like the end of it, they go, that was great fun. And then you go, Jack, it's her birthday, you know. And, I, and Jack says, happy birthday. And then, you know, Shauna didn't know Jack was going to reveal that, you know, so all that kind of stuff is fun, you know. It's just horrendous master puppeteer kind of Absolutely, position that you're yeah. in, you know. Did you film your mum and dad? people did say that um no but uh yeah they didn't even read like <laughs> my mom said are you having someone walk on the balcony like as, as long as no one dies in the house you know when you're making this film so but we were in the midst they were in the midst of a horrendous court case at the time as well so that that was actually the only stressful part of the whole process it was great otherwise yeah they so were like the judge is coming you have to clean up the house I was like I can't it's a set and they were like but there's cornflakes and porridge all over the walls I was like I know it's a set um, that is very very decent of your parents I have to say. Yeah. you know what I mean I, I'm just thinking my way through that one at the moment I know every time they go on holiday I make a film in their house because I actually there was a part, part of the college. film where I was watching it going Oh, surely not. You know, it's like you know, <laughs> running the pet, you know, running the markers down the walls yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I'm thinking, did they have to obviously they have to make that good? You know, and my parents' hat was coming out. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah. So, more questions. This is great. Thanks. Um, I just when I first heard about, I heard you were doing some improv with, with teenagers. Um, I was going, okay, the big pitfall there. How do you stop them from just? when you're improving just to kind of start attacking each other or going into sort of just into each other's face. Yeah. But I, I, I wonder, is it probably answered already, but was it Johnny's experience that kind of guided that process a little more or did they... Yeah, sometimes I would actually, but, you know, what I tr the only thing I tried to bash into their head was um, when the camera is on you, you do not have to give me anything. Mm. Just make me wait. Just don't, you don't have to, you know, just sit there in the silence. And once took a couple of days for them to realize that they didn't have to perform and give me stuff. And once they had that confidence, it all got a little bit easier. Um, but, you know, when we were doing improvs, actually the first improv I did with them all, which with all of them as a group, um, <laughs> was so interesting. No, it was just tough, very, very tough, you know, like, because I, I refused to direct it. Um, just to see what they would all be, you know. Um, it was too early to direct it and they'd get too much of a clue as to what the whole thing was going to be about and all of that. 
So it was so wandering. And as improvs always do, they just, after three minutes, develop into a screaming match, right? Yeah, absolutely. Invariably. Yeah. And you're just like... Um, They're like YouTube comment threads. It's yeah. like after, yeah. after three, everybody's telling each other to fuck off. It's yeah, amazing. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's what they call it. So... Um, so I think I probably, I think they knew just, please don't let it always develop into a fight, you know? And, and always, like I would, with Shauna especially, you know, I'd get her to bring it right to the edge and then come back, you know? And it was actually halfway through that the first AD said to me, uh, he said, oh, I get it. And I said, what? And he said, knife in the water. And I was like, what is that? I didn't even know. I'm not very good that way. And he said, Polans- is it Polanski? Yeah. Polanski film. And I said, oh, right, what, what is that? And he said, it's all about the threat it's not about the you know it's always just you know you see the knife but you don't use the knife and I, and I was like oh right okay so he kind of cottoned on to that about about a third of the way into the shoot which was interesting you know you know it was around when Shane had the hammer actually and mm. you're going oh Jesus what's he going to do with yeah. the hammer and it was the most interesting thing with the lads was when she when her waters broke um they freaked <laughs> they didn't want to be in the movie anymore I don't think <laughs> And actually, they all were like, the only thing they were interested in was who's the father. And it was all this, it's yours, it's not mine. You were downstairs, and it was all mad. It was like, I have the making of documentary, and it's just fascinating because they're all, it's not fucking mine, it's yours. And, and I think, to some degree, they, everyone thought they were going to be in a film where someone ODs or kills someone. Mm-hmm. Or, um, and there's a comfortable thing with that film it's a genre everyone knows and we've been in it and and then suddenly it was is this this is about birth and all this female shit and oh my god um what did you think jack at that moment <laughs> you were the one i just remember laughing my face when i when i figured it out i was so i couldn't I, it took me about two hours to get out <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh there was a lot of shock all right and i couldn't believe that it, you kept it a secret the whole time like, how could she be pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> it was a dress. It was the size of the dress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the dress. Yeah. We Kate knew. Us, we took, yeah, Kate knew because we were all going, she used to come to us every day and go, oh, yeah, I've, I've got to go and get changed inside. And we'd be like, she just can't get changed in here. Do you know what I mean? We thought she was being a bit high and mighty. Yeah. It turned out that she had to be. And it was kind of interesting because I said to Kate, um, and let the lads left the, well I asked the lads to leave the room and uh, did that bit where she's going I can hear it what can you hear I can hear a baby can you not hear the baby and then straight after that me Kate and Shauna and Ross went into the bathroom and I said uh, I was whispering the lines to her off camera and she's taking Shauna's makeup off and she says uh, do you think I don't know you can't fool me baby girl they're the two lines and so Kate said them and I'm whispering and then I you know we caught the camera and I said what are you talking about she said she's pregnant I was like, yeah. So it was all this. Then the two girls knew. So it was kind of strange because it just yeah. reflected the movie. And then when 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 it came to the, the giving birth, obviously you got to engineer that kind of carefully from yeah. point of view what you see, what you don't see. Yeah. Um. So how immediate can that be in the filming? How how immediate did you keep that in terms of people's reactions and what was going on? Well, the first reaction to the waters breaking is that's what it was. You know, I I. Uh, Actually, no, it wasn't the waters breaking because I didn't run in to do that. It was just Shauna going, oh, you know, and Kate going, do you not fucking know? And, you know, I think Kate probably gave it away in that take. Um, um, but so for everyone, you know, for everyone except Shauna, it was on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, for Shauna, she knew the night before a little bit. 
you know, she texted me and she, I said, what do you think is going to happen? And she said, well, I think I'm going to tell them I'm pregnant. And I said, yeah, yeah, words aren't really important in this film. And she just was like, she didn't even ask me yet. And I think she was just afraid to ask. So she came in the next morning. She was like, I'm not. I was like, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. So, uh, so she just jumped in head first and, um, and, and went for it, you know, completely. And I think that was the hardest. And there's actually great outtakes of her. Yeah, it's like, you know, when you hear yourself as a director and you're like, I am a Nazi, like, mm. you know, um, mm. it's unbelievable, yeah. you know, and you just, you, you get so sick of your own voice on, on the thing mm. anyway, and you hate yourself anyway. But when you're push, like pushing her to that extent and, you know, she really breaks down, you know, and you're, <laughs> it's horrendous. And Jack's hugging her and <laughs> Shane's going, ah, you'll be all right. And, oh. <laughs> and it's all in the movie, you know. Even Shane falling off the chairs in the movie. It's, oh, all, really yeah, it's all awful real stuff that happened. And the parents' reaction, how much of that was real or, or directed? The first take I wanted them to do, like this was the thing, because with actors I think they always feel they have to give you something and because you can't control the writing and therefore you can't control the improv um, and it's going to be, you know, if anyone's asked to improv, it's going to be not good writing, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like a hundred, 99 out of a hundred. Mm. So I just said to them, don't say anything and don't go near her. That's your only two. Do anything else you want, but don't go over to her because then I knew I'm into this Absolutely, one shot too. Yeah. You know, I'm in, into this world instead of that world. And, uh, and don't say anything. So that was that scene, you know. Um, but they had actually two scenes of loads of dialogue and it, was, it changed the dynamic completely when they came in. Completely. Shauna was actually just like, you know, first she was missing everyone so much and missing the way it had been which was just pretty instinctual mm -hmm. but then like you know Deirdre and Peter it was their you know they just come onto set they go so what exactly and they ask all the questions actors yeah, I know. ask yeah. and Shauna was like what you? she'd never even asked me a question for the whole shoot I don't think it was just like a different thing you know and yeah and they're you know Peter's kind of substantial actor yeah. and it's quite a but uh, that that decision not to that those were good instructions because that's what makes it really interesting. It makes you read all sorts of things into yeah. their relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That if they'd started talking at each other, yeah. they would have gone straight for the obvious, and there's nothing yeah. you can do about that. Yeah, really. exactly. You kind of just close down all the possibilities mm. then, don't you? Instead of letting people read things in. So we did have loads of dialogue scenes of after that, but we just um, we just stayed with all the visuals and put the song on it instead. Yeah. So. writing of it was in the was in the editing is that that's where you structured it i'm interested in your uh, 15 pages were yeah. there um highs and lows were there horror points that you needed to hit or yeah. happy points that you needed to hit and as you were rehearsing it you were feeling as a director you, you hadn't hit it so you, you was that your only direction in the in, in the in the production that you knew what points you had to hit um actually when i say i kind of made it in the edit that's probably misleading because I actually in the 15 pages was actually really structured actually it was every 15 minutes there's going to be a plot reveal it's my house here's the safe there's the boy next door then I was going I don't have one for a while I better I don't know what I'm going to do about that and um, then it was the boy next door yeah the brother and then the, the baby you know so I kind of I I, I knew all of those beats you know Um, so in the edit it wasn't um it wasn't completely constructed in the edit, you know? Um, and I would have had all the set pieces, like putting the furniture upside down and um, the safe getting dragged out of the wall. 
all of that was was already kind of preconceived, you know? Yeah, well, I suppose what I mean is the, the horror points, because I thought that the guy in the yellow t-shirt was, he kind of scared me a little bit. And uh, I was interested to know, did you, were you aware of that when you were directing that, that he was a sort of a, is he going to do something or? Yeah, yeah, well, at the end with the baby, I wanted to keep it as far as possible, you know, where you go, I, we don't know what they're going to do here. We don't know what kind of film we're in. Are we in a drama? Are we in a thriller? You know, what, what, what is this film? You know, so I really wanted, you know, by, by it, it was a risk and, you know, I'll see. But um, I really wanted the audience to feel by osmosis what the characters feel. So quite unsettled and unsure of this film, you know, in this world. Um, so, yeah, that was a direct, you know, I, said, I didn't say to Shane because I knew, that was the one thing Shane wasn't happy about, actually. The only thing in the film, he said, I can't believe you made it look like I would hurt that baby, you know, because <laughs> he's the opposite, he's the gentlest soul and amazing with children. Um, and I did want to keep that, you know, with Johnny going down to the safe, I think he totally understood why he would do that because he wanted to be in the film where it's all about what's in the safe and the safe and let's bash the shit out of the safe. That's the easier film to be in, you know. Um, and now he has to go up and be emotional. It was his reaction to the little boy was was really powerful. Oh right, thought, yeah, yeah. yeah. very moving. Yeah. Even though I have no idea, it just told some huge story with yeah. almost nothing. Yeah, yeah. He had um, yeah, you know, I think he has a little monologue in the tent beforehand talking about his his little brother mm -hmm. getting beaten up and he attacks Kieran for it, but um. And then, you know, when, when Jack's character says, my brother died, I think he has a, a reaction to mm. that. So it's just trying to always, you know, you know, plant stuff, but not, not have the, not you know, hit it over the head. I mean, yeah. that thing with Jack's character saying his, his yeah. brother died and then his brother turns up. Yeah. Jack, did you know that your brother was going to turn up? Yeah, I did. Okay. I yeah. Just to know, do you know what I mean? Just to know that I was gonna have to say it. And I remember on the day when he actually did turn up, just that panic that hit me when I heard the doorbell ringing for him to come in. Because I knew how bad they were gonna take it when he walked in, and they did. It was so rough. <laughs> and at, at what point did you you knew that a neighbour was gonna call? Audition Jack doing another role, doing Johnny's role, or. Kieran's role or someone else's role. Um, I don't know if I'd seen a picture or what, but anyway, um, and he did that with such edge and surprised me that I thought, God, that would be great because I, I needed someone um, who looked plausible in, in the, the nicer world, but, um, but also had this kind of hidden, hidden side or mm -hmm. hidden something. So, so yeah, he pulled it off in the audition that he was just cast straight from one audition. That was it. Easy. <laughs> um, and Johnny was cast from, from a love-hate audition from a really? year previous, yeah. I remembered it and said, yeah, that's, you know, that's him. I think we've got time for another couple of questions. Birch, should we do? Yeah? Yeah, one or two. Okay, so. I think you've asked all the questions. <laughs> but there must be, them are, are impossible. Are there any actors you, you spotted out that you, that you want to use? From my point yeah. of view, um, I thought they're all really interesting. I think I think um, Kieran is a like personally. I find Kieran really interesting actor. And actually, I did have him out on the film I just made, very tiny part. But but he, I was around him for a while, and there's something yeah. really interesting about him. 
don't think he even knows what it is no. and it's really unusual to find that kind of raw talent who's totally doesn't have any sort of issues about the acting world doesn't yeah. know sort of has no sort of he's not trying to get on any ladder it's just this kind of very interesting person um i think they're all they're i mean they're all really you know and i've just worked jack's the lead in the film i just made so um what's that uh, so, but there are, yeah, they're, they're, they're all, they're all interesting. And, and as you say, Shane as well. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I have to just write a feature for Shane. Yeah. It's like. Buddy film between Shane and Kieran will be. Yeah. yeah. Um, so other, uh, uh, any other questions, please? I'm just wondering about like the whole process. Like what are the main things that you learned from this particular film that you would bring to the next one that would be like similarly themed in a kind of, like, no script kind of co-op? Like what would, what would be the first thing that you would put in Good question. I haven't actually figured that out yet. I don't think. Um, God, I suppose it totally depends on the film and the circumstances. But I was thinking next of going into pr a prison and working with the prisoners who work in the drama department of a prison and making a film in a prison with real prisoners. You know, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of attracted right now to the idea of an absolute hero. For some reason, I'm like, I need a hero. That's what I need in life in Ireland right now, <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, so, so I think I'm looking for someone who's, you know, the, the main character here was, you know, unsure and, and shifting and searching and lost. And I actually want someone who's, who's actually the opposite right now. It's just the way it goes, you know. It's like if, if they probably, if people were sending me scripts, they'd keep sending me that. I mean, yeah. like, I just did it, like, you know. So that's what I'm attracted to. But in terms of putting things in place... Would you cut the camera more? To, to give yourself a slightly I, I, easier I would time like to edit? think I would, but I wouldn't, you know. Right. Um, I'd <laughs> pretend I would. I'd tell the producer I would. And then I wouldn't. Um, I mean, it's, it's interesting because we do get really into it here. In, you know, we have the actor studio, so we're here, you know, four nights a week, and I'm here one night a week. And, you know, I was talking to Lance about it, and he was saying, you know, what... I'm always going for is the moment which I think is true and this movie is is based quite you know sometimes by the skin of its teeth on, on moments you know as opposed to to one driving thing or whatever so I think I, I would I don't know I think I might try and and have the it, it, it not based on, purely on moments because like you know the moments are, are brilliant but I'd love to maybe give them a bit more of a safety net or something you know around them yeah, it'd be interesting to use that method, but apply it to quite a yeah, you know, a, a, like yeah, as you say, a film where there's some strong central yeah. line. Yeah, would be really interesting around scenes that are kind of structured, but then you break them open in, in yeah. a process like that. Yeah, I think so, because then you're you're living moment to moment, you know, which suited this film, but but might not suit another one. I can't imagine it would suit a prison movie, you know. So listen, just to thank Kirsten very much for... Thanks a million. Thank you, Lenny. I know you're my pleasure. Thank you for listening to SDGI Directors and Dialogue. We'd like to thank our sponsors, the Irish Film Board and the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. For more information on the Screen Directors Guild of Ireland, visit us at www.stgi.ie.